0: great moments are born from great opportunity three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today six players
1: six teammates you all know what you have to do
0: not talk about the next step you climb the one in front of you.
1: This is your time. This is where we have been. This is how we got here. This is who we are. This is our past, gentlemen. Now it's time to see who has a heart.
0: For 15 years, coach football together for 15 years, 15 years. Guy rules. Whatever fat guys talk about: sports, the top five games, games, wrestling. What we review? Get
1: alone, yeah, little well, blitz interview podcast. 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 We're betting yeah. ourselves with this Absolutely. this whole podcast, podcasting. You were our first, time. Huh? Great, Tom. Huh? Great. Huh? Great huh? Take it deep. Take it deep. This
0: is the Outlaw Blitz podcast. And we are back on another snowy day here in Saugerties, New York. Winnie's not in studio again, but this is G-Mac coming at you and Winnie via telephone.
1: Winter Wonderland.
0: Yeah, nine days of snow in the next 11 or 13, somewhere in there.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for spring. This is bullshit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But... I mean, we get to celebrate a little bit. It snowed during our big our big party, man.
1: It did. Uh, by the time we left, it had pretty much died. But uh, yeah, we were we were, we were moving stuff in there during the white stuff coming down.
0: Yeah, and it snowed pretty heavy. Luckily, it didn't stay around too long. Um, I think it was just warm enough where it didn't stick too bad. So that was good.
1: Yep, didn't drive people away. That's for sure.
0: No, um, crowd was decent. I mean, I. I it's one of those things. Do people really go out like that for the Super Bowl early in the day? Did the snow factor? But we had like a medium to smaller, not large, but a, a, a like medium, medium to medium, large crowd.
1: Yeah. And I'm interested to see if we do a like a roadshow podcast again that we can set up outside uh, somewhere what that would be like
0: yes Uh, it it would probably be a little bit better if we could plant ourselves in a parking lot with a easy up tent around us and some speakers and
1: yeah but that that being said i mean i think it was a good time i think everybody that was in attendance had a blast uh thank you to the staff at buffalo wild wings and kingston you guys were great to us
0: yeah Um, thank you Bree, especially
1: yeah now everything went off uh I don't want to say without a hitch, but it went off as smooth as I think it could go off for our first time not knowing exactly what to expect. But, uh, it was solid.
0: Uh, (laughs) have you used the snow cone machine on the old bunghole yet?
1: Oh, boy. Um, I had wanted to the first, uh, first couple times there. uh, (laughs) As I told you, it felt like somebody had a bunsen burner on a white hot flame aimed directly at the old balloon knot. It was <laughs> not a good situation.
0: For our fans who do not know, old Winnie took the hot wing challenge, ten Carolina Reaper wings in five minutes. The video is up on our Facebook page. I I've copied see, that was the one thing. Like we're we're new to it, so we would need maybe we'd get a second camera that just records yeah you know and then go ahead
1: it was torturous uh i wanted to quit after the first wing um but cougar was in my ear uh you were there with the wet with the wet naps wiping my face off for me as i went along uh by wing nine though, I don't know what the fuck happened. I just stopped chewing. You it
0: locked was- up, dude.
1: <laughs> I did I <laughs> trumpled, froze up.
0: And- I think you completed it in like four minutes and thirty-seven seconds.
1: Yeah, with a, yeah, I had to well that's the funny thing is because with a minute to go, I'm sitting there just completely fucking frozen, not chewing. I got a mouthful of hot ass wing burning me apparently I was shaking at that point oh, you were realize. shaking
0: you were shaking two bites into the very beginning it was bad so um I I did not tell you this and I don't know if you I think you can only hear it on Tommy DeSico's his live version of it uh uh-huh. one of the people come out and they say you only have to take two bites out of every wing <laughs> and you ate every fucking piece of meat on those wings
1: I uh, did. I cleaned them, especially the flats. Uh, the, that's what I think got me was the fucking size. It, dude, it was supposed to be like the the drumstick wing. That thing was just like the size of a full fucking drumstick for number nine.
0: Yo, you don't get you don't get cheated on the fucking size of the wings at, down there at BWB.
1: No, not at all. And um, after it was complete, I I had. Tears streaming down both sides of my face, not running out of both nostrils.
0: You got the headband uh, though.
1: I did win that headband. 1495 in a in a fucking hour of intense gut pain later, I got the headband.
0: Anytime but, uh, we I go there, it. you gotta wear that.
1: Absolutely. It's in my car. It's hanging on the on the rear view, so I will. But the um uh, mm. that's my badge of honor right there. The uh but that was the that was the the perfect way to end it because by the end of the contest, the entire restaurant it seemed like was over participating, cheering, and uh,
0: absolutely, and even was, people we didn't know were over there chanting and cheering and going on about it. It was awesome,
1: yeah, it was fun,
0: yeah, it, it was. was it, I mean, it ended up being a lot of fun. So, uh, to just recap our show, really, we get there, we think we're gonna plug into the house speakers. And I've never seen audio like that before in my life. I just, there was no input to put in there. That would have made our show substantially better. Yeah. Because then we started battling, uh, you know, the, the PA system speakers that we brought with us. We started, like, we were good the first half until we took that five-minute break when we came back. It's, it's almost like somebody walked by and tweaked one of the volumes or something because all of a sudden we started getting feedback. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. So only th- the, the, now that I think about it, you know, they play music in there, but they don't play local radio. I bet you everything they do is run through their cable system, and that's why we really didn't have an audio hookup because if you looked in there, it was all of that.
0: That's direct sick. TV boxes and then cable and like, uh, Box. yeah. Internet That's cable bo- wire. That
1: sick. Internet cable. There was no jacks for any kind of audio input. It was really weird.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, there still had to be a receiver in there somewhere. Yeah. I don't know, but I, this is the problem. Like we're getting to a point and you know, this we're getting to a point where we almost need like an intern. That is our, like our Jamie to what Joe Rogan has. You know what I mean? Like a guy that run because I'm running this. I had to teach you how to run the laptop today, the thing to do the live stream. And yeah. then we're messing with, we, we need somebody to work with us so we can just concentrate on the show.
1: And the other thing too was we didn't have, there wasn't dedicated Wi-Fi um, like a lot of most rest, a lot of restaurants, I don't want to say most, but a lot have one that's dedicated to their staff and then one that's a general public right. use. Right, right this general public. So it's not like we had a lot of bandwidth to play with to where we streamlined down what we did on Facebook live. So we didn't interfere with anything. Um, But yeah, having somebody else being able to control that so we can just concentrate on doing the show would be absolutely awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only other way I think we could do it is we get dropping a hammer to handle it when we're doing our live thing. And then you handle it when dropping hammers doing their live thing. Yeah. But I, I think, think it, I think it's, I think it's more than just one. Like we need, like you said, we need a showrunner to do the tickets and stuff. Cause people yeah. weren't, yeah, it's listen, first time out of the box trying to figure it out is really what it was. Well, that I, being said, I, if you go on and you watch it, you would never know it was the first time out of the box. Really? no, We I, did a very I, good job.
1: I would absolutely say it was, it was a, an absolute success. Uh, yeah. The other thing I would think, and you, you would be in agreement with too, is at some point I would love to upgrade our personal sound system. Get some nice slimline tower speakers, which makes oh it yeah, easier, um, get a little bit better audio. Well, and like we were, we were, we could have used a touch more space. We made we made what we had work, but if those speakers were a third of the size, uh think of how much easier it would have been to move around.
0: Well, here's another thing. It it was brought to my attention. They were like, what if you would have turned the table 90 degrees? So you face the back of the restaurant. And I'm like, not a bad idea. I said, but I don't want to see people going in and out of the bathroom. So I, so I think what we need to do is build a stand for our backdrop. Yeah. Because that table was probably eight feet long and that would have fit our backdrop in the back. And then our camera we can set the cam. Now, now you saw how close that camera was to us, but yet it got us in the in the.
1: Which was and, and you know, Carly even commented. She's like, "Was that a, was that a camera on that stand?" I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Well, I can't believe that it's that close to you."
0: And got everything.
1: And it, it got everything. I was like, "Yeah," and I said, "No." George had gotten that for Christmas, for Christmas, and uh yeah, it does. It, that's it. Shoots on super wide. That thing was only no more than a foot and a half away from our faces. I don't
0: even yeah. think a foot and a half. I'm looking at the table right now. Yeah. And, and it was closer to me than, uh, your microphone stand by a lot. Oh yeah. By a yeah, lot. It was right
1: there. And um, it got everything.
0: Yeah, no. And that, that's, that was impressive. Cause like we've used it here just to do like our little, you know, promotional cuts. Yeah. But but to see it live in action that day. And what I liked about where we were was the brick background looked good. It did. It did. Like, if we didn't have our thing, that that was the spot because we had that brick background behind us, which was nice. Yeah. That was nice. Um, we got to thank our bartenders, uh, Becky and Infinity. Yep. That's our... The- yeah.
1: Infinity made sure I had... A- Ice cream after I came out of the and she bathroom. was
0: bringing you water to make sure you're good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, well, of it. And listen, they're savage because they know it's uh, at certain points during the challenge they bring that water out strategically to try to tease you.
0: Oh, and I was going get that shit out of here. <laughs> get out you out of here with
1: that. Here's your water. And yeah. When I got to wing eight, they came out with a freaking puke bucket. I'm like, nope, nope, not. Oh, that. I
0: know they sure did too. And everybody's like, he was going to puke. And I almost got into like uh, Vince McMahon mode. He's going to puke. Him. He's going to puke. I'm like, when you better keep that shit down.
1: Uh, yeah, pu- puking was never going to happen. I can tell you that. The thing that was starting to get me a little bit was the coughing. Yeah. Because as you're chewing and you're inhaling those fucking fumes from that Carolina Reaper. It 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 locks you right up.
0: Yo, Cougar was right. Don't smell it. Don't anything. Just get to going.
1: Yeah, if, and I gotta give it. I gotta give it to Cougar, man. If he was not in my ear talking a little bit of shit to keep me motivated, I don't know that I would have got through all ten because that was that was something else.
0: Well, he was, he did it, and he did it in two and a half minutes.
1: Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. That's that's just beastly.
0: Yeah. Crazy.
1: I didn't realize you only need to take two friggin' bites, man. I was cleaning them things off. Like it was my
0: job. Yeah. I just realized that when I, uh, if you look on my face, personal Facebook page today, I shared a, a clip of you doing the wings. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I yeah. think when I, I saw Tommy DeSico's or Bill Scowl's version, uh, they said something like that. But, uh, Speaking of Tom DeSico and Bill Scal, they were two of our sponsors. They came through in a big way for us. Yeah. Uh, very impressed. Uh, Tommy DeSico, Tom DeSeco Paven, Tommy DeSico Paven, Bill Scal, Scalable Computers, or Bill Scalo, or Scalable Photography, Val Myers, MM Marketing, Darryl yep. Kuhout, Hudson Valley Mountaineers, Dave I'm Hodgba, willing. City Roofing, and Ruben Lindo, Phoenix Nutraceuticals. Those guys, Every one of those guys came through in a huge way. And then yeah. Cecil Towns came through with the cigar shop, donated yeah. a pack of cigars from him. They weren't Cubans, Karen. They weren't Cubans. Yes, they were. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were Nicaraguans or something. But he came through with a pack of cigars, which was awesome, like a day of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a big our- supporter of the show, Townsy. we want to thank you for sticking around helping us reload all that shit in the car. Hell People yeah. don't realize... Yo, like we, we sat there and it was like, yeah, celebrity life, man, that show went off place vacated. And it was you and I wrapping up wires and table, everything.
1: It's people don't realize when you, when you're done and you look at everything you've got to put away, it initially looks insurmountable because there was literally 50 different wires going to everything. You got to bag it. You got to pull it apart, bag it, get it outside carry the speakers make sure all and again we're not dealing with cheap shit equipment you know we've come a long way and upgraded to really good stuff so
0: i think i think yeah. one of the bigger things though for us bud is first time out we're actually in yep. fucking shopping bags and stuff like that where <laughs> we need to get like you know it, we need it,
1: roll, we need like rolling pelican cases like the good stuff
0: what it what it really boils down to is we need to get we need to get it so like this is our road stuff, this is our, yeah. our studio stuff, and then we just take the board with us to both, you know, or whatever.
1: It. Yeah, it makes it a, a one one unhook and go. You got the board, you got the laptop and the camera, and that's it. That's the, pretty much the only the three things that we need to move. Right. Everything uh, else stays stationary.
0: The sound was definitely different on the mic stands. I don't know why compared to the free-floating arm.
1: I, I really think it has to do with how the
0: rigidity of the, of the stand compared to the free floating of that, the arm,
1: that and how we project because we're talking, I, I don't know. It's, it does, it did it didn't sound bad, but it did sound
0: different. No, but what I definitely think is for the road, we can't have the same mics we need. We need more of like a, like a shore mic or something like that, where it's, it's not picking up the background noise. yeah, because the back is. of these mics have like I mean you can hear that not like you can hear you know the front side. so it was picking up the conversation in the back a little bit, but anyway I, I we we had a good time down there. we did very well. obviously, we know some of the points we can improve on. I'd give us a solid B b b plus first time out. Yeah. if we would have yeah. gotten the sound system figured out and had a dedicated ticket person that wasn't busy talking to, uh, grandma and everybody, it would have been, yeah, would, you know, I
1: would go B, B plus on B plus on grade, uh, definite a plus on effort. We think we had everything, uh, thought out that we needed to have with us next time. It's just like, like you said, if we get a couple, of spare hands to help us do those other things so we can really sit behind and concentrate on the show, uh, it takes it to a whole different level.
0: Yeah, layout is definitely a difference, you know, a difference maker. One of the big things I really think we need to look at going forward is that table was perfect for what we need. It was. The height of it, but we need better chairs, man. My ass is still killing me.
1: Oh, them wooden stools are not forgiving.
0: No. Uh, yeah. Dude, like the like we have the wooden chairs in in the in the studio, but they're way more comfortable cuz maybe they got the butt print dented in them. You know, like yeah. in the wood, but
1: if you, if you took those stools and you and you made some sort of uh cushion that wraps around the front so it's not cutting into your legs the yeah. whole time, I think it makes it uh
0: I'd almost rather get in like when a barber shop, stu- you know, like a padded stool that goes up high yeah, with, a, with a low back. Up. <laughs> yeah.
1: The, um, the I, fact that it was we were able to uh, conceal a lot of the wires, kept stuff off the floor, made it a neater presentation. We weren't stepping on anything. Right. We weren't impeding anybody in the restaurant, which was great. You know, there wasn't right. If you
0: thing. had to go to the bathroom, you went past and that and that was the big thing and that why I didn't want to turn the table.
1: Yeah, you would have seen people in and out of the shitter all day long.
0: Right. If we would have had our backdrop, we would have been good, but Yeah. All right. Let let's move on from that. Um because it we're twenty minutes into this podcast and we're talking about something we already did. So So uh then there was a game that night, and that night at the game it ended up being a little Story. It's a story of a, man named Brady. of a
1: man named Brady.
0: Absolutely. It ended up being a story of a man named Brady. Uh, and of Gronkowski. And Gronkowski. And they were my keys to the game uh, all along. I said, you know, you haven't seen Gronk. And I have a feeling this is going to be it. They're going to go back to what got them Super Bowl championships in the past. And that was that Patriot quick firing offense, lots of motion. And after the first two, three and outs, all of a sudden you saw that Patriot offense come back.
1: If you listen back to the interviews we did, everybody pretty much said the same thing. Um, You don't count out Tom Brady in any situation. And the guy was money. I mean, Leonard Fournette had a hell of a Super Bowl. Uh, Gronk Gronk was key. And Ruben even called it. You know, we were saying about getting pressure on, Mahomes who yeah. had a sack and a half, and he ran. What did they calculate? It was like four
0: hundred ninety-seven yards,
1: goal, which was by far the most of any quarterback in any game this season. So it goes to show you what Tampa was doing on defense.
0: Yeah, well, and I think I don't know if I did it during the during the broadcast because that's what kind of screwed us. I wanted to do our picks and then you do the wing challenge last. We didn't even get to break down the game for ourselves. You were in the bathroom, and I broke down the game and basically said my key was Gronkowski, uh, Brady, and I would double Tyreek Hill so that you, I my my all week long, like talking just with guys at work or wherever, was yeah. jam him almost like a punt, like, like he's a gunner on a punt team. Yeah. Put yeah. two guys on him. Don't not let him get off the line clean ever. He goes in motion, the other two guys step up and and you drill him. Just get him off his route early.
1: That was the best I had seen a defense neutralize Travis Kelsey all year.
0: Whoever number 54 is, he was on him all game. All game.
1: So, I mean, it's, listen, Tom Brady could have walked away three years ago and he was still going to be the GOAT in a lot of people's eyes. I don't think anybody with any common sense can take that away from that man at this point. He left New England to prove that it wasn't the system. It wasn't solely the system. It was about the players in the system. Went down to a team who was a 500 team the year before, I
0: believe. The Succaneers, right? Because they they have the... I think they have... In all of professional sports, they have the worst winning percentage in their in the existence of a team.
1: And told it turned them not only into a legitimate contender, but a Super Bowl winner. And that right there says everything you need to know about Tom Brady.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you had these morons, including his own head coach, smashing this guy. Remember like week two or three when the Patriots were – Two and one or three and zero oh or something, and they're like, "I kind Tom I remember, who, Tom who? I rem-
1: yeah, I remember when he did it, and you were you were hot about it.
0: Oh, and then I, Arians going off on him, like, yeah, we got to our I quarterback needs like to play better. Fact,
1: I kind of like the fact that Arians did that way back then because I think, all right, all right, motherfucker, this is what you're going to see. This is what you have to say about me. Now watch what I can do. And from that week on, Tampa was a different team. I well, mean, they came out of the game.
0: Not only well, they that.
1: They came out of the game and won, Then they lost two straight. And then, boom, it was on.
0: Well, not only that, is it went from being the Bruce Arians chuck for luck down the field to yeah. we're going to methodically pick you apart. Yeah. And then these people that say Tom Brady doesn't have – he had no hard throws in the Super Bowl. Yo, every throw is a hard throw. You know what I mean? Like,
1: it's, it's the NFL,
0: dude. Stuff. And he don't say he doesn't have arm strength and accuracy because he's got all that. It's just haters being haters. I saw a cool stat yesterday, though. It said Tom Brady won three Super Bowls in his 20s, two in his 30s, and two in his 40s. Wow. Bananas.
1: And listen, not for nothing, is three in his 40s possible? Yep. It sure is. Especially
0: the difference. And I think you and I touched on this about the difference between Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Tampa Bay you got a bunch of you got a bunch of uh seasoned veterans yeah. who took less money than they could have because they wanted to win a Super Bowl but now they're at yeah. the end of their career where they're not going to get more money and and they enjoy playing on a team that they know could go back to the Super Bowl
1: and I'm glad you touched on that because I have been critical of Mike Evans all year saying he's soft for as big as he is he was the first person to come out after the Super Bowl and said, "Listen, take some of my money, make it happen to where we can bring this team back next year." And that's yep. the mentality they have, and that's why they have to be odds-on favorite out of the NFC to, to go to get back there. They have to be
0: right. And Kansas City now—they're a year further along, and now they're starting to get these guys that are in contract years. That team's going to break up some now. Yeah, I think they were mostly intact coming back. You know what I mean? You know, it almost
1: It struck me as odd, and it was really all through the playoffs. The Kansas City running game, I mean, was it Damian Williams? I know Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was hurt.
0: Didn't they move the receiver to running back?
1: It it seemed very out of sync and almost non-existent.
0: Right. What would Kareem Hunt do back in that city? Yeah. Or what would Zeke have done for a team like that?
1: Exactly. So I think that's probably going to be. I mean, if, uh, if Edwards Lair is healthy going into next season, they have a very good running back. They're going to look to compliment him in some way. Listen, make make no mistake, KC will be will probably be the odds-on favorite to get out of the AFC. They're going to have some competition next year. Yeah. I do think Cleveland's going to make a step and Buffalo was going to be right back where Buffalo was.
0: I'll tell you what would be a good draft pick for him, Najee Harris. We talked about him after the college game. Yes. The kid from Alabama where he had, I don't know, 15 rushes for 70 yards, but then he had like eight catches for 70 yards and a touchdown too.
1: That fits that offense to a T. Perfect. That would that be like a glove right there.
0: Yep. Uh, so, so, yeah, I mean. One
1: thing I will say. Go ahead. The, com- the commercials sucked.
0: They were terrible. Absolutely terrible. We were going to do a top five. We were going to do a top five commercials, and we couldn't even do it. Uh, I just laughed at the Beavis and Butthead Paramount one a little bit. Yeah,
1: and the Trace, uh, the Tracy Morgan Tracy one. Tracy Morgan Rocket
0: too. Mortgage. Yeah, other than that, yeah. hey, you know what was funny? I saw, like, one m commercial. I don't recall a, a, a Pepsi commercial or a Doritos commercial.
1: Nope. I do. And the only other commercial that stuck out my mind in. I had to look to do a double take because now he's decided to go with the shaved head since he was losing his hair. uh, John Travolta dancing with his daughter.
0: Yeah. And and, uh, Martha Stewart going, he's still got it.
1: Yeah. yeah. That that, that kind of stuck out to me. But outside of that, dude, this was the worst commercial Super Bowl in probably going back to my childhood.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When they had nothing. Worst year. I mean, right, right now we can do a top five. We'll do top five all time. That's what we'll do. We'll do top five all time commercials. That just, and we'll do them off the top of our head. You know what I mean? Like some of the ones we remember from back in the day, or whatever. Um, So I'll go number. I'll start number five. Cindy Crawford, Pepsi. Um, That's where she. That was her coming out party. Remember, it was like hot. There was a Pepsi machine. I think uh, somebody flipped oh, a quarter. It was almost like it was almost like uh, dude perfect. They flipped a the quarter, yes. went in the machine, and she puts it on her head, and it runs down her, and smoking hot. And everybody's like, "Who's Cindy Crawford?" And then that was it. That was probably I think that might have even been like a Dallas commercial. Dallas Cowboys first Super Bowl, like ninety two. Number,
1: number five for me because it's iconic. Um, it's slightly before our time. But it's one that everybody knows is me and Joe Green, Coca Cola.
0: Coca Cola. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, number four for me is the the M and M's. Any of the M M&M and M commercials throughout the years, where especially since they're when they start talking and and whatnot. Um, yeah. Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Uh, the one it was a couple of years ago where they. <laughs> They seduced the red Eminem. Uh, a lady seduced a red Eminem and then <laughs> tied him up and he was like, Oh yeah, and then she was gonna eat him. <laughs> that was that would be number four for me. Eminem m guys.
1: Uh four. See, I'm trying to I don't want to get him confused uh with non Super Bowl but good commercials. But this will uh I'm gonna just do it all encapsulating. Any of the buds, any any of the Spuds McKenzie series commercials that were Super Bowl related?
0: Oh yeah, there was tons of Spuds McKenzie commercials. I remember yes. driving like a truck, always hot chicks in the back.
1: And for us, that was, I mean, I had I remember having a Spuds McKenzie T-shirt and shit. We were probably 10, 11 years old. Yeah, but Spuds was Spuds was an iconic commercial uh, character from the nineteen eighties.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: eighties. We sports you know, Mackenzie
0: yeah number three for me uh something I remember oh okay the Doritos commercial where <laughs> where the guy uh goes by and he's got a bag of Doritos and there's a little kid with a cardboard box and he goes go to the future and he goes in and the kid takes oh. his Doritos and he's eating them he's going Rah! and he's kicking the that, box that'll
1: be my and three then, as well
0: and then the, the guy comes, comes at- out and he goes Get Hey, you kids, get off my lawn! He's like little Jimmy. <laughs>
1: yeah, that I'll, I'll make that my three as well. That was an absolute belly laugh commercial. That was a, that was a really good
0: one. Yeah, that that one was really funny. So it's back up to me again. Yeah, you're awesome, dude. Thanks a lot for that. Uh, <laughs> number two. Um, number
1: one is the only one I really have in my head that stuck with me. So,
0: yeah, I have one. My number one. It, it might even be the same one. Uh, number two. Number two. Number two. Um, it's I. It's probably some version of you know they always had. Oh, the Silver Bullet came out one year in the Super Bowl, and so did like a, a Chevy. I'm gonna do a tie Chevy and Coors Light. The Silver Bullet train.
1: Yes, join in, join the love train. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then
0: Chevy no. like a rock. That yeah, was a big right. one with the truck. That was with that the Bob Seger song. Really and then I'm going to do one more cause it made me belly laugh. So that it's going to be a three-way tie for a second. Okay. Uh, the one I, I believe I, I want to say was Bud Light. How about we'll just do this. We'll encapsulate and we'll say beer commercials cause it was Bud Light. Okay. Uh, you know, the Bud Light guy, Mr. Foam finger maker, you know, the great American, what was that guy? Yes, that right. guy. Fr- yeah. That guy. Uh, the what about Keystone light with the bitter beer face? Yeah. Uh Coors light with the with the train. Yeah. And then I believe it was Land Shark or somebody. They both reached down in a cooler and they grabbed a, it. it might have been Corona. It was a. it was a clear bottle. And they both hold on to the bottle and they look and they're like, I'll rock paper scissors for it. The guy goes, sure. And they go, one, two, three, shoot. And the guy fires a rock off the other guy's head. <laughs> he's drinking the beer. That. And the guy goes, I did paper. And the guy says, I threw a rock. <laughs> so that'd be my number two. The, now All the beer. And then Bob Seeger like a rock for Chevy.
1: Would. I'm trying to remember. And I could be off, but I don't think I am were the nothing but net commercials run during the Super Bowl?
0: The McDonald's, McDonald's? yes, the McDonald's yes. The uh, horse Bird, commercials and Michael Jordan.
1: Yep. The Larry Bird Michael Jordan, nothing but net commercials were hysterical. Yep, they That'd were that two. was a That'd Super Bowl.
0: Yep. Yep. Definitely. Um and my number 1 would be the Clydesdales after 9/11. Wow. They go through that, they go through New York City and all that. It was it was like a uh, powerful commercial.
1: That is very powerful. My number one, it entertained the hell out of me because I love him as an actor was the Sam Elliott commercial when they were doing the West, the old West showdown with him and um, the rapper.
0: I I don't remember. Oh God. It was, it was a little it Wayne. Was Dor-
1: it was for Doritos. It was, um, Shoot, no, it was a, a, a more a more current rapper, and that was his only hit. But they were like basically doing exchanging dance moves and watching Sam Elliott do yes, dance moves.
0: Yes, I remember that now. I remember. And that, then yeah. one of them
1: where his mustache
0: goes, his on like, like his eye and his wind. mustache was like uh it was almost doing like Gangnam style or something.
1: Yeah, it went all the way. It was like the wind went through his mustache, and you saw it just kind of like ripple all the way down his face. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Sam Elliott to me is hysterical. That'd be my number
0: one. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a, a quick top five and we're doing these off the, I mean, literally just firing them off, the, off, the off the cuff here. Um, so that can lead us into a little bit more. Who did you think? Not who got it. Who did you think deserved the MVP?
1: Uh, wow. Um, break, Brady obviously is in the consideration for it. Um, who deserves the MVP? I would probably say Gronk, um, scoring the first two touchdowns of the game. He really, he essentially put that game away early and he looked like the Gronk of old. He really did.
0: I had Gronk, obviously Gronk fan, my son's favorite player, probably, uh, the bigger thing, really, if you don't really watch tough. go ahead, go ahead.
1: It's tough to pick out one defensive player because it would have been the entire defense. Whole, yeah. They play so well.
0: Yeah. Uh the thing, the thing, the reason I went with Gronk is because a lot of people they only watch Gronk when he catches the ball. They're not yeah. watching him when he's destroying linebackers on Fournette's run. Yeah. When he's sealing off a D end and a linebacker. Like they run behind Gronk a lot. And that's
1: big is if you if like we watch wrestling. If you saw Gronk when he was with WWE last year.
0: He was so small compared to that in that
1: (laughs) world, yes, in that world he's a smaller guy. Yeah, but putting football pads on that field, he's a
0: monster. Yeah, but to be fair, he's probably to be fair, he's probably forty pounds heavier now again than he was then. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because he, he trimmed off all of his football gear. Hey, the plow's going down my road, man. I might be able to get out of here in a minute. Yeah, it, it's it's frustrating, you know? Uh, when you're a guy like Gronk and you're, you're trying to get smaller, then your buddy says, hey, why don't you, why don't you come down? Why don't you come, come, come join us? Come, come play here, you know? Trying to enjoy retirement. With your supermodel girlfriend, and then your buddy Tommy yep. just calls you and says, I think we could go win one here. And they did. Now, one thing I, I think you and I talked about this, I don't know if it was you and I or uh, Farrar and I, um, if you told me five years ago that Cronk, Dom Kong Su, uh, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Uh, All these guys, Tom Brady, were all on the same team. I would have told you you were out of your mind. There's no way they could afford all those people.
1: Correct.
0: And now they literally are all on the same team. Like I think think that's what this run was about. Put egos to the side. We believe in number 12, and we're going to do whatever it takes. Can you believe this story just came out? He wanted the 49ers, and they told him no. They're like, now nah, we're good. Brady, wow. Brady wanted the Forty ers and they said no. And he's like, oh, I'll go to Tampa then. I'm good. And I, wow. And and as he's one of them guys, like you piss him off, then next thing you know, hey, what are you doing, man? You're free. Why don't you come here? We'll go win a Super Bowl. Now, if a guy like that says, come here, we're gonna go win a Super Bowl. You're gonna you're, you're gonna take a pay cut, and you're gonna go win a Super Bowl because a lot of those guys have made a lot of money.
1: And and that I think right there. Is, is the main difference. You had a team of veterans that we talked, we touched on it earlier, guys that made their money, not in their rookie contracts, but probably in their second contract, right? Where now we've got seven, eight years in the league and time's ticking. So if we really want to get that ring, we're going to do what we have to do financially. They should be secure Take a little bit less money to bring more talent in to make a better overall product.
0: Yeah. All right, buddy. We're at the 40 minute mark. Let's uh let's play one more game and uh we gotta get back to normal show next week. Super Bowl's yes. over, pre-show's over. You haven't that been in the studio good. in like three weeks. We gotta get our shit back together. Um, but one good thing out of our Super Bowl show that came out that was a huge hit, uh tons of cat uh tons of uh comments on it. Tons of people in the crowd love playing it. Uh we we came up with a game called Cap, no cap. And Something uh
1: I hadn't heard of until you mentioned it to me b- I b- think Thursday of last week.
0: But <laughs> my kids knew it and all the kids they in the did. place knew it. Uh this is uh the young you know, the the new lingo of today's youth for right now. It's a fad lingo, I'm sure. Uh cap means bullshit, and no cap means no bullshit. So like lie or no lie. So I'll give you five. Questions and you tell me cap or no cap? Okay, and I'm going to start off with one that was left unanswered at the at our Super Bowl party. Okay, Patty Mahomes goes to five Super Bowls in his career,
1: and I I did answer it there, um, and I'm going to stick with that answer. Cap.
0: So I, I you're don't. calling bullshit.
1: I'm five Super Bowls is a lot of Super Bowls. I agree. Um, People look at look at Tom Brady. The number that stuck out to me, we somebody mentioned it to me yesterday at work. Uh this was Super Bowl what number? 52? 55. 55. Um, he's been in ten of fifty-five Super Bowls.
0: Roughly twenty percent, right?
1: That's insane. Yeah. Um I just – in the unless Mahomes is lucky enough like Brady later in his career to find veterans that will bite the bullet, take less cash to, to help build a better team around him, I just don't see it in today's day and age. I think it's a dying thing. Um, yeah, I, I, could he get to five? I think – four, five, maybe, maybe that's the, maybe that's the most he can get, but look at a, look at all the other quarterbacks. Of this well, generation. I, was,
0: I was just going to say, has Breeze been to one or two? Two. All right. So he's been to two. Um, Breeze has been to two.
1: Roethlisberger's been to three,
0: but I'm just, let's go the other route. Aaron Rodgers has been to one. Yes. Or no, was he to two? He lost one. No, he's only been to one. He won one.
1: Yep. Um, Phillip Rivers never went.
0: None. Uh, And then, and then, like, you know, and then just say, grab another guy and say, even Peyton Manning, he went to three, I believe. Yeah. So there's, so that's only, or sort of take Eli. He went to two. So there's your five. You got three of the greatest all time, and they only went to five. Yep. So it's going to be tough. That
1: number. The All right. number is super, super almost unattainable in today's day and yep. age. I really believe that. So
0: first one you say is cap. All right. Yep. Question two. Tom Brady will win a ninth Super Bowl ring before he retires. Cap or no cap?
1: A ninth or an eighth?
0: Didn't he just win his eighth?
1: That was seven, wasn't it?
0: Is he seven and three?
1: Seven and three and ten. Okay, yeah. so
0: he'll win an eighth
1: before he retires.
0: I say he's got two seasons left. He wants to play till he's 45 and he's determined to do it.
1: He's Tom Brady. I say no cap,
0: no cap. Okay.
1: Okay. I I never is it. I I can't count that as long as he is playing at the level he's playing at right now. I'll never count him out. No cap.
0: (sighs) Patty Mahomes finishes his career in Kansas city cap or no cap.
1: Wow. Uh, Again, that's one of those things. Um Wow. Uh no cap. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he will be a career
0: chief. Yeah, and he's a young kid. Um yeah. Travis Kelsey, that was number three, number four. Travis yes. Kelsey steadily declines from here on. Cap or no cap?
1: Cap. I think I think he's got two or three years left at this level. Okay, and and the reason I say that is because he's not Gronk. Um, he's not the traditional. He's not block-
0: their blocking tight end.
1: Correct. He's more of a wide receiver that's playing out of a tight end spot. That's okay, why I think he can keep up production.
0: And number five, Nadamakong Sue, is a future Hall of Famer, cap or no cap. Oh, boy, uh, that's a tough one.
1: I'm gonna say cat, and I don't think it's because of his play,
0: because of his attitude,
1: because of the extracurricular shit.
0: Uh, in the game, not- in the game, not even off the field, in the game, right? In the game, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's just he's been. You gotta look back at the shit he's been suspended for, and. It's that's not going to sit well with with the uh, the writers that that elect them in. It's I'm, is he a quality player worthy of the Hall of Fame? Yes, he is. Do I think his other shit will keep him out? Yeah, I do. Unfortunately.
0: All right, and I'm going to give you one bonus one because it's it's right. it's coming up this next year. It'll be coming up. Tony Romo ends up in the Hall of Fame, cap or no cap.
1: Um. Cap as the first ballot guy.
0: I didn't say first ballot.
1: Okay, but he'll be eligible this year.
0: Yeah, this is his eligibility year. I didn't say like you know. I'm just saying. I'm saying Tony Romo ends up in the Football Hall of Fame. Cap or no cap. Mm.
1: I'm going to table this response to next week's show.
0: You pussy. All right. Only. I'm because gonna I say really,
1: I really want to investigate it. If, if his if numbers,
0: his numbers are good. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say no cap. And here's why: no you cap. know, Romo's my favorite quarterback, and I had Aikman. I had Aikman. I'm yes. a diehard Cowboy fan. Yeah, Romo did so much with so little, but he's an even better announcer. I think for what he does for the game of football, he's gonna get in there one way or another at some point, whether it be an announcer or a player or player slash announcer.
1: Okay. If you want to bring that into it, then I'll agree with you and say no cap.
0: Now I think, you know, we've, we're done with no cap, no cap, but what I really, you and I have touched on this and we're, we're getting, this is kind of like a, I don't want to say a throwaway episode, but it's like a wrap up episode. Cause we've been fucking three weeks crammed into trying to get that, our live show off. And then now we're doing a a cover over. We live in the best era of sports. We've seen the best basketball player to ever play, Michael Jordan. We've seen the best hockey player to ever play, Wayne Gretzky. We've seen the best football player to ever play, Tom Brady. Agree. We didn't see Mantle. We didn't see Ruth. So none of these guys today. What we did see, though, is we saw somebody who will never – Ever have his record broken? I don't believe, and that's Cal Ripken.
1: Yeah, it's again, it's that longevity in today's sports, it doesn't happen like that.
0: So, and then, and then I, it, it just said it, it just, this thing just entered my mind when I, when I said the, what I said about Romo. We have, may have seen the best commentators in our, in, in history of sports.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to think too,
0: like Jim you know, Nance,
1: radio and television, Al Michaels, especially didn't really kick off until the 50s.
0: Well, it, um, it really blew out of the water in the 80s. Remember TV, like when cable TV became the thing,
1: even with um, even going in counting radio, um, Vince Scully to me, yeah.
0: Yes, that's was, what I was thinking of. called
1: potentially the best baseball guy I've ever heard. Um, there's going to be people out there, and it, it really becomes a, a
0: Charlie Steiner thing. was good.
1: Yeah, if you were from Chicago, you you may sit Jack Brickhouse or uh, Harry Carey. Um, you know, Tim McCarver for his analytics was always a very good announcer. Douchebag. Bob, a douchebag, though. Bob Costas for Bob the Costas was
0: big. For the Al Michaels, Al Michaels with the greatest, Huge. uh, um, the miracle call yeah, and John football Madden. still every Sunday.
1: Yeah. You know, John Madden, Don Cricky. There's so many guys
0: that had summer all
1: Howard Cosell. So many guys that have called NFL games that are phenomenal. Yeah. And basketball, um,
0: dude, Marv Albert. Yeah. Straight up. I mean, like he, he was money.
1: Yeah. Chick Heard, there's been so many. Yeah, I think you're right. We've heard the best announcers.
0: Yeah, I, I, I definitely believe. Like we lived in this really wild time, where the was, only ones
1: the only ones I couldn't claim. I, I don't know any hockey announcers, so I couldn't even uh, claim. Yeah, to. there's
0: the uh oh, man, the, the real the one guy Pat Barry, I think his name is uh, the, can, the Canadian guy. Oh, I'm gonna get slayed by hockey guys for that one. <laughs> uh I think he's a Canadian hockey. Uh, hockey guy.
1: Okay. Yeah, we're we're spoiled as far as we've have. And listen, even with baseball, I to the like guy we talked about the other day, Babe Ruth to me will still always be the best. Not be, not only because of what he, you know, as a batter, but he's got pitching records that still haven't been broken. Yeah, um, totally different era. I get it. Um, Mickey Mantle will always be more of a, what could have been if he treated himself better physically.
0: Going back Um, to announcers for a second. Bob Mennery.
1: Yeah. Love Bob Mennery. (laughs) 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 Ripper McGee. Ripper
0: Ripper McGoo.
1: Ripper McGoo. That's it. The, um, you know, unfortunately, um, the the whole steroid era ruined part of that for us because for a long time we could have said Barry Bonds. Um, yeah. Do I think Barry Bonds was a great player? That's a conversation for a different day. I mean, yes, he was. And do I think he was a Hall of Famer before PEDs? Yes, I do. But it's it's always going to be marred. So listen, don't say Mike Trout's not could not potentially end up being an all time great because that man is one hell of a ball player.
0: No, he absolutely is. It's it's Don Cherry is the Canadian hockey guy I was looking Don for. Don
1: Cherry, okay.
0: Um, yeah, Mike Trout's yeah, Mike Trout's definitely going to be one of the all time greats. Cheater, you know what I mean? Like, like, that that time frame. Here's the thing: we lived in a very weird. Uh, our lifespan was in a very weird bubble where TV became huge and phased out all in our life and all between our. Teens and by the time we hit forty, do you know yeah. what I mean? It it, it blew what? up so big, and now it's down to you carry your phone around. You don't even have a sub, you know, a TV subscription.
1: Yeah, I've never everything now was streaming media services,
0: right? And how many people? This is this is why like games like baseball, I think, are in trouble. And I think, I think you see NASCAR starting to move the needle a little bit and do different stuff and shorten races. Yeah, people want everything quick quick, quick in and out. They want to be in and out. You know what I mean? Like gone are the four hour marathon Yankee games. People just turn it off. You know why? Yeah, well, ba- Cause you can watch a five minute cut-up of all the highlights.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's an instant gratification era. Yep. Um, you know, baseball, they, they implemented these rules again this year that it looks like they're going to stick with any double headers are going to be seven inning games and any extra inning games, the teams are starting with runners on second base.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a girl's softball rule for tournaments. That's, I
1: hate that rule.
0: It's just, listen, <laughs> shorten the fucking season. You play from February to November. For real. You know why the NFL works? Because it's, you know what it is? It's reliable. It's every Sunday, 1 and 4 p.m. from August to January. Yeah. That's why. It's once a week. Uh, quote, unquote, you see your team once a week. That's why it works. NASCAR yep. goes from February to November too, and, and it's it's too long. The races are too long. They start in February, end by the middle of summer, and then just do like all fall specials. You know what I mean? Big like big money races or something. I don't know, but it's yep. that's why the NFL. And you know what they don't do? They don't change their times to two thirty in the afternoon. You know, it's set. Correct. 1 p.m., yep. 4 p.m. 1 p.m., 4 p.m. Period.
1: You're, you're right. Um, the, and, and I think the NF, the uh, NHL, and the NBA are brutally long.
0: Yeah, eighty-two have, games. That's too much, both of them.
1: And you have weeks where your team may play twice. That's it. Right. So seven-day period, you play two games. The rest is either downtime or travel. It just to me, just doesn't make sense. Shorten the season or speed it up somehow. Do home at homes. Do something different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's if, big, if this it's pandemic much. taught anything, get you in town to do more and stay there. Yeah, you know.
1: Listen, what have we always talked about? Even with high school sports and and um, travel sports, play your game in your season. Yeah, they start bleeding when when uh, sports start bleeding over into other seasons. It's too much,
0: right? Like I
1: don't want to watch hockey in July. I just don't.
0: I don't. I I think, I think the NBA would do better if it ended in April, start in October and end in April. So you got a little bit of football. Then you got two months. And I'm going to tell you that I, I I swear, I think I believe this and when we're getting off topic and we're going a little long, but it's our show. So fuck it. (laughs) Uh, True. The big thing for me is I'll bet. I'll bet anything the NCAA tournament does bigger numbers daily than the NBA does in that month.
1: They do because it's concentrated, exciting play. If the NBA mirrored the college basketball season and ended their regular season at March madness, and then you jump to the playoffs, your season now ends at the end of April, not the end of June.
0: That's my point. Take the next month because then opening day for baseball comes and you're going outside and you don't give a shit about sitting inside and watching TV anymore. And the reason baseball works is because there's so many games that you can catch them. Ah, I see opening day. I might not see a game till fucking June on a rainy day here, but the Yankees are in Texas.
1: You know, and I realize it's about money, but too many teams in NHL and in the NBA, too many teams make the playoffs. It, if you have a if you have a sub 500 record, you don't even belong sniffing the playoffs. Cut it to six teams, then this way you eliminate a round of playoffs, and you go from there. Right. You know you could give a do a best of three for the first round. Give the top two seeds a bye, and then you pick up. Then you have a, a, two additional rounds, and boom, you're in the finals. Go yeah. best of three, best of five, best of seven, and now you're in the finals. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. trim that season back, still give the fans enough basketball to keep them
0: happy. Not and for not
1: no- make it disgustingly long.
0: You know, Listen, you, you know what you could do? You, you're on. You're bubble, on to something. Go ahead.
1: The bubble last year was great because the the teams did not have to travel; they were there. So the games went off, boom, 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 boom. You were watching exciting. One after the next. Yeah, it was great.
0: So what I was going to say is, you know what you could do is the NBA, you could be way below 500 and still make the playoffs. Yeah. Put everybody in the playoffs and then only the top, whatever, six teams get get, uh, a bye to the actual playoff. Everybody else goes into the NCAA bracket type one game and you move on. And then the winner from each division gets – or put seven teams in and then do a bracket to get to that. You know, start at Sunday, end at Saturday, and then the next round of playoffs start two games in this division – in the divisional three, and then the finals is best of seven.
1: Well, I'll tell you, that's what makes that interesting is the same thing that makes the NCAAs interesting is the Cinderella team. You get a team that gets hot at tournament time and they go on a run, they're the they're the team you want to watch. Fuck right. the one seed. You know they're gonna be in the in the in the final four, at least the lead eight. You get a Cinderella team that comes in as a twelve and now they're playing in the lead eight, that's good basketball. That's fun to watch.
0: Right. But then and here's the thing. Say you get a trade late in the season and now all of a sudden the Knicks are making a run and you're like, they're gonna be good next year. They just, they, they had a bad start or whatever, and they traded some, wh- wh- whoever, I'm just saying the Knicks because it's our team. Yeah. Now they get into this playoff thing, and they do a knockout. Now they get a little, little bit of a run, and now they're actually in the playoff. You know, you give, you're give giving a team that had a bad year, a chance to get in the playoff through a tournament. Yeah. And then, and you could do it in one week. Because wh- wh- how many teams are in the NBA?
1: 32.
0: 32. So that's. So the bottom, so it's 16 in each division, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So you put seven. You put seven, the top seven on each side.
1: And then you get a play in for the eighth.
0: Well, yeah, the play in for the eighth. And then number one seed would be the eight, the eight seed overall in each division would have a first round by and everybody else would play because you would had nine teams. It'd be an amount of games. And then you play, boom, and put them in a bubble, make a playoff bubble for that for that tournament for that week.
1: Yeah. You've sat. Listen, you gotta, you gotta sacrifice somewhere. Uh, you know, cause they're trying to drain every last penny of revenue, but you make the sacrifice for that. Because to me, if you're the NBA, the TV dollars you make during that week of play are going to be huge.
0: Oh my God. Gigantic, gigantic. And that's the same thing. We talked about this with college football. Um, Take take the college football playoff system, and bring it to sixteen teams, and play it out over four weeks. Yeah. Period. Like like a tournament. You know what that would do for college football. You know the, the, what that would do for Dave Portnoy's uh, barstool bets or whatever.
1: I would set them under ear, man. I mean they they would be tripping over friggin' betting slips.
0: And it yeah. almost makes me wonder if the NFL would try to kill that because it would, it would, it the eyes would be glued to that for four weeks. The eyes would be glued to that.
1: And you know, and, and that all goes to big business. If they can't make the dollar on it, they're not going to be in favor of it.
0: So yeah, but you it, can with college kids, man, and college, Look how big it is, Tostitos, you know what I mean? The, the Super Bowl isn't, the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl at Raymond J., whatever stadium, you know? Yeah. It's not the Tostitos Bowl at or the Orange Bowl or the Nokia's Sugar Bowl. I mean, you're going to have sponsors for that. That's going to be huge, especially in a one-and-done playoff scenario. Yeah. I think it'd be a pretty incredible that's the way we would fix sports and baseball. Yeah, I'm, I'm, baseball is just totally different, man. I, I think baseball, all, you, you know, you almost, I don't even want to get into it. It takes too long. Yep.
1: Yeah. But big, uh, it's funny. Give, uh, a big salute to our friends down under. We are uh, hitting high numbers on charts in Australia.
0: We Apple are, Apple. <laughs> We're we went from Apple not Apple even Apple. making it to the, uh, to the continent to, we are, uh, right about one of the top 100 shows down there.
1: That's crazy. And yeah. Taiwan, we I think we cracked the top 200 there. So yeah, uh, it, it's funny. I mean, like I said to you before, that's cool. I mean, our content is somehow relevant in the whole other in a whole other culture. So it's it's pretty fun. Yeah,
0: and um looking forward. If you're if you're listening to us, we have Jack Russell from Great White interview coming up, and also. We have black Jack, black Jack McDowell, Cy Young Award winner, three time All-Star, um, former Chicago White Sock, New York Yankee, and I think he was a Minnesota twin as well. So there's there's two big names coming up that we're interviewing, and we have more on the horizon. We're just waiting for follow-up, you know, follow up dates and availabilities.
1: Yeah, I think like I said, this this our live uh broadcast was something that we were looking forward to and uh now that we've done it it's back to the grind back to back to our traditional formats and our traditional shows um, yeah our
0: yeah. from now on if our interviews are out they'll be put out probably on a Saturday yeah we're gonna pre-tape them and we're gonna just release them when we release them
1: and the added benefit of our home studio now and the uh, camera is now when, when he does more crazy food challenges, they can all be viewed.
0: <laughs> they absolutely can. But then we figured out our phones work really well too for live feed, so we can do them yep. just live with our phones. Yeah, uh definitely. Yeah. It, it should be it should be good going forward here. Um there's a couple things we're gonna do to get ourselves a little bit better prepared and better situated. Um we're definitely gonna uh I think our next live event's gonna be the March Madness, isn't it?
1: Yeah. As I think I said, I think we were a success. And, uh, if, uh, we
0: were, well, we were invited us. back, we were invited yeah, back. So
1: to have us back. We, uh, I think that's going to be the next event.
0: Yeah. And then, and, and I agree with you, maybe if we can do something outside somewhere, um, yes, just and in general,
1: social distancing too, you know, more people, can come out and feel safe, feel safer in that aspect. They're outside. They can spread out. They can still hear the show. They can still participate. Uh, I we'll
0: want to get a that, t-shirt cannon for that.
1: Yeah. It'd be wild, but definitely get something, uh, something geared up, set up for that. So we'll, we'll get to work on it. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, why don't you take us home, dude? We've, we've gone over an hour today, just off the cuff, throwing something together. I just, I want to reiterate, I want to thank our sponsors for last week. Tommy Desico, Tommy Desico Paving, Dave Hodgba, City Roofing, Ruben Lindo, Nutri, uh, Phoenix Nutraceuticals, Daryl Kuhout, Hudson Valley Mountaineers, Valerie Myers, MM Marketing, Bill Scala, Scalable Computers, Bree, the manager of Buffalo Wild Wings down there in Kingston. Anybody else, buddy?
1: Uh, everybody else that came out to support us, uh, the rest of the uh weight Staff at Buffalo Wild Wings, uh family that came out to support us and were there from beginning to end. Townsy for
0: Townsy for sticking around to help us clean up. Yep. And then I gotta uh, thank I gotta thank Tyler Circusano and, and Boston for helping me carry the stuff upstairs after the Super Bowl.
1: There you go. So that with all that being said, uh for G Mac, this is Winnie. This has been the Outlaw Blitz Podcast. And as always, take a deep. This has been a 24 Cross Media production.